<clears throat> Welcome to the Going in Circles Big Monday. This is a Derby Draw edition. My name is Charles Simon. I am the host of the Going in Circles podcast and my co-host of the Big Monday show, Mr. Barry Spears, will be with us. After the first break, we talk about the draw for the Oaks and the Derby. Um, kind of kick around who drew where. Mm, kind of talk about <laughs> really, it doesn't matter in a lot of ways. Uh, we talk about the fields, the undercard fields a little bit here and there, give some highlights. Um, you know, just kind of mess around with it's going to be a really good racing week. Cards are strong where the weather is going to be a little spotty, but uh, it's an on the road edition of the Big Monday Show. We'll be back here in just one minute. Pleasant Acre Farms is a full-service breeding operation located in Morriston, Florida, just outside of Ocala. If you want to get involved in the breeding business in the Sunshine State, or you're already involved, Pleasant Acre Farms is really the only place you need to know. Joe and Helen Barbazon, who are just great people, do a fantastic job taking care of your mare. Uh, they have a solid roster of 13 stallions with a really diverse group of pedigrees. Your mare will find a match at Pleasant Acre Farms. Currently, the star of Pleasant Acre Farms stallion roster is Neolithic, who is by far a runaway winner of the Freshman Stallion of the Year here in the state of Florida. His son, Make It Big. Just made it 3-for-3, three three, winning the $400,000 Springboard Mile at Remington Park, earning 10 points towards the Kentucky Derby in the process. Pleasant Acre Farms is your one-stop shop for breeding in the state of Florida. Check them out at www.pleasantacrestallions.com or on Twitter at P-A-S Stallions. You can also give them a call at 352 528 2885 Pleasant Acre Stallions. Check them out. Is this the uh, master of the post position? It is, actually. Is this the dangerous man that, that's barred from Churchill Downs currently? Again? This, this would be the second time. They tried to kick me out the last time I was there. No dangerous items allowed, and you're a dangerous man. Yeah, I'm on the banned substance list. Yeah, well. I get it. You know, there's got to be rules unless, you know, we don't live like animals. It's got to be rules. This is a society of rules. Churchill Downs has lots of rules. <laughs> no self- Lots of rules. The, the, the no umbrella rule is going to suck, I think, on Thursday and Friday for many. The uh, the forecast is not wonderful, but that's part of the game. So we'll deal. <laughs> well, if they moved the Kentucky Derby to somewhere other than Kentucky, well, you can't move it to Georgia because they don't have <laughs> wagering here in Georgia. I went on the ADW to try to see maybe you know it's probably helped me actually, but uh, you know, kind of checking out Yonkers tonight and. Uh, because I was in the state of Georgia. No bueno. 
was forced to sign out of the ADW. It's not not legal here. Can't even look at Yonkers. So it's actually probably a good thing as I never win that, that track. But See, I have good luck at Yonkers. Yonkers. I used to, but now I'm dead at Yonkers. I'm dead everywhere, though. Lately. Yeah, it's because... Been bad. I, I've been a factor lately. I mean, a real factor. Like, a, just a X my horse off factor. They they got rid of the passing lane. It changes the game. I don't want to have to go into a Hoosier Park passing lane is why they're barred for life kind of message when it's Derby Draw Day, which of course is probably the it might be the single most overhyped event <laughs> in horse racing. Yeah. Oh my god, what a great post. Yeah, it's a great post until the horse next to him takes a left-hand turn and and, and <laughs> knocks him sideways and he's laying 18th. <laughs> well, I guess the the only takeaways are the horses that draw the rail are kind of screwed, but Happy Jack's done. Yeah. They just should scratch. Oh yeah, they shouldn't be in the race anyways. <laughs> um I think the one horse that's, uh, and, and and it's funny because everyone's like, well, no, 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 it's not bad now, is Mo Donegal. It's, bad. <laughs> it's still bad. <laughs> it's bad. It's not good. I was, I was actually telling somebody earlier, you know, I fell into that trap last year, the, oh, it's not that bad, with yeah. uh, known agenda, and it was that bad plus. You know, what's interesting <laughs> is I, I've been kind of saying that Mo Donegal reminds me a lot of known agenda. Yeah, and they're really similar. They are similar, <laughs> and um, drawing the rail. I, I just I, I I shook my head. Um, actually, I shook my head about nine horses later when when the signal came back. <laughs> there was there was three horses drawn or two horses drawn, and and then I came back and uh, all of them were drawn. There was like nine horses drawn. Miss Kentucky was walking around confused. Um, but uh, hey, yeah, I don't blame her. I, I'm I'm still confused. But um, yeah, I don't like that post for that horse. <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I really don't. Uh, I, and I understand, like, yeah, he can be inside behind horses and this and that. Dude, it's but just no win. It's just he doesn't team. really have that quickness. No, you know, he's a grinder and a grinder from the rail in a race that that suddenly there's horses that are going to be forced to go. I mean, Epicenter's kind of forced to, to to send. I'm not saying he's going to be on the lead, but, I mean, <laughs> Rosario is going to have to not be trapped uh, 13th. He, believe me, Steve Asmussen was so pissed off after the Derby last year, and I don't believe it had it made any difference. But he was mad because Midnight Bourbon was, was so far back, and... um. I cannot rest assure you that, that he's going to tell Rosario, do not be 13th going into the first turn. So, uh, you um, know, it makes sense that he would that, he would be sending out of there and, and then figuring out, you know, from there. So I'm not saying he'll be on the lead, but I, I don't think that he's going to be passive leaving there. So, I mean, it's an interesting, you know, it's an interesting phenomenon to draw, but... Yeah, like like you said, Mo Donegal is just up against it. He just can't. There's no way for him to get a good trip. 
No. Because no. he's going to get shuffled back and then going to have to circle and weave his way through horses. I mean, it's not impossible, but it's very unlikely that he right. gets all the breaks, everything goes his way, and he emerges, you know, running down epicenter at the wire or something. Well, remember one thing about Mo Donegal as well. He has five lifetime starts. <laughs> None of them from the rail. <laughs> no, not that. But um, I, actually, I think he's drawn the rail twice. Yeah, no, actually, he won the but, win the rail. But uh, here's the here's the comment lines from Mo Donegal in, in four of his five starts. S- step slow, off step slow, oh. bump break, slow break. Uh, you know, last time he got away, seventh out of what nine. So, you know, he's a horse that's that's had issues getting out of the gate, and it's a big gate. He's going to be in there a long time. So, yeah, I, I don't. I wasn't really thrilled with him. I mean, honestly, on the on like thoroughbred, he's slow. He finally ran a good race last time. He ran a faster race last time, but I mean, he was steady sixes. And I mean, Happy Jack, who who's like you know laughable, is about the same. No, runs eight, eight and a half. You know, but listen, horses to run eight shouldn't be in the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> It'd be like inviting Rudkers to the NBA playoffs. Okay, yeah, they play basketball, and if four guys you know shred their knee at halftime, they got a shot. But you know, they're they're just not. Uh, they're just they're just not. Uh, you know. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, he, he's just not particularly fast. Now, he's a horse that really, you know, the distance should be good for him, but I don't know, I, I just have an issue with him. Happy Jacket doesn't really matter. Epicenter kind of forces his hand a little bit. Summer tomorrow, I guess he's going to the lead. I mean, all of a sudden, foreign horses are going to be, you know, um, our, I, I guess he's a sprinter, right? I mean, Summer Front, uh, out of a badge of silver mare, he, he's really a sprinter, and he, belong in this race but hey they're taking a shot so what the hell but um you know summer's tomorrow is only in the race to probably to screw it up <laughs> um smile happy who i kind of want to like and i've been critical of kenny uh for being you know kids gloves with this horse but i like his race last time a little bit better than most and i think that lannery moved too early um, I think he was concerned about the slow pace, which it wasn't a fast pace. Uh, and, and I knew they needed to get points in that race as well. I mean, to, to ensure that they were in this race. I mean, if he finished fifth, he, I, I guess he would have got an event. You know, he would have got an, anyway, yeah. but still, you know, you, it was, it was an uncomfortable feeling if he doesn't earn points in that race and maybe he doesn't want to go the mile and a quarter, but he is out of a pleasant tap mare and. I mean, I, I I always thought Run Happy would have gone a mile and a sixteenth for sure with you know reasonable training. Um, I I wasn't he was a big strong horse. I mean, he's by Super Savers and 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 they could usually get a mile and an eighth. The mile and a quarter is a question mark, but but he drew fine for him. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he's he's going to be somewhere you know laying twelfth probably. Um. I don't understand why everyone thinks Messier is going to be on the lead. That, that's kind of baffling for me, for a horse that that's got um, six lifetime starts, that's been on the lead exactly once. Once, and that was against a hideous group of horrible, disgraceful horses. 
if you didn't know what my feelings were about the Robert Lewis field outside of Messier before that, you now know. But that was a terrible group of horses. I mean, five horses for field, two of the horses have not worked since that race. Um, the other, one of them hasn't run, and, and Cabo Spirit has has kind of taken a nationwide ass-kicking tour where he's not doing the ass-kicking, he's getting the ass kicked. Didn't he get beat so, on Saturday? Yeah, he just he gets beat like a... a he's like Frank Williams, the old WWF wrestler. You know, every every Saturday they throw him in against somebody and, Is it you know, very... put up a brief fight and, and, and then, you know, like uh, Sergeant Slaughter would give him whatever the hell move he had and Frank would be dead. But I don't understand the Messier is going to be on the lead stuff. I mean, it, he's been successful as a horse that 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 you know with a, chasing horses with a target. So why would he want to engage in in a, a, a summer's tomorrow or classic causeway? You know, the funny thing about people is like they just I think sometimes people misinterpret like fast. Okay. Like sometimes we talk about fast, we really are talking about final speed figures. We're not talking about pace. And you know, classic Causeway is 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 a fast horse. I mean, he has decent numbers, but it, pace wise, I mean, he, he went twenty two forty six and change at, at Keeneland in a two turn race as a two year old. He has early speed, and I know that. You know, putting Julian Peru on it isn't like you're putting uh, early fires on the horse, but <laughs> but he's got an outside post too, and and I mean, if he tries to rate, yeah, that would that would go against everything that he's done successfully. He tried to rate in that Kentucky Jockey Club last year, and he kind of moved up like he was going to win the race, and then he kind of you know hung, mm -hmm. and and they abandoned that uh, at Tampa and went both times and i i don't know why he ran so bad last time and, you know people we, we had a debate on on the one facebook page that we're on about the, you know the race and they're trying to say well he's just not that good and it's like you can say he's not that good but he's not 20 lengths worse than than those other horses no no i, I mean clearly something went amiss at the florida derby um you know <laughs> It's crazy because I I don't I'm not really high on that race in general, but I do like the way a horse ran in that race. Only one, right? I know who that is too. <clears throat> but um, you know, like pace wise, he, he, he like what's Zozos do from post nineteen? <laughs> and when people say, "Well, you're going to rate," okay, you're going to rate and be six wide. Yeah, that's not ideal because inside of him. Uh, if Classic Causeway doesn't go, then he's rating. Cyberknife, what's he going to do? He's going to, you know, he's going to want to not be too far off of it. White is going to want to not be too far out of, out of it. Uh, simplification will probably be uh, not too far out of it. Tabia is, is not going to want to be, you know, laying 12th. Um, Pioneer of Medina has got speed. Uh, it's like Right, everybody wants to be sitting in that second flight. You know, and, yeah. and it's not going to happen. There's people that are going to get wiped out and, you know, get shuffled back. And, you know, maybe somebody breaks slowly. It's just going to be a lot of chaos as usual. You know, um, 
at the start. And that's going to determine a lot of trips. Yep. You know, if, you know, for whatever reason, Epicenter doesn't get a decent break, he might be stuck, you know, it's just, it's, it's just so crazy. And and it's such a hard thing to predict. Um, And and he breaks good. I mean, that's the one thing about Epicenter is he's traditionally in in his races. He has broke alertly. So he's not a horse. I I haven't seen too many better than him. (laughs) That that's true. Classic calls first hundred yards are, are faster than most other horses. Um, they just don't leave the gate as well as he has. And of course, you know, the Derby is different. They, they have a different style gate. Um, and there's 20 in the, in the field and, and, uh, you know, you're loading what the first 10 and the second 10. So, so some of the horses will be in the gate for you know quite a long time yeah. and other horses are going to go in the gate. They're going to be, they're going to stand there for two seconds and they're going to, they're going to roll. I mean, there's going to be three or four horses break, uh, not great because every single derby, three or four horses don't break great, and it's not always the ones that that have had trouble. Sometimes, I mean, look at Rocky World last year. Look at oh man, that was uh, Eternal Prince. Uh, Mig, Eternal Prince, right? That was Mig. That was the Mig from Post Two. Yep, Ben the Buck just well, I didn't say he just glided to the lead. He went forty five to I think forty five and two to the half. So. But he he did it unpressured as well. He didn't have that pressure. So um, that's that's the thing is there's so much unknown about the about this that uh, I remember the broadcast when Eternal Prince ran and how the commentator I think it was Frank Wright just kept going on and on about how big uh, Mig's hands were. <laughs> <laughs> he was the Kawhi Leonard of his time, apparently. Maybe. Well, Mig, I know you're not listening, but you know what they say about guys with big hands? Ew. They're good chefs. You know, it's amazing that Mig can cook as well as he does for a guy that, like, wasn't allowed to eat for 28 years. Yeah, well, he had he had all that in his head the whole time. He was just contemplating. Yeah, he was like, yo. Mig was like the jockey version of sack shoes. It's a good analogy. There you go. Anyways, the Derby is drawn, and I, I gotta admit that um, <laughs> I still don't really know what the hell is gonna happen in this race. There's so many questions. Oh my god! Yeah, about about like what the tactics are gonna be, and um, you know what what what's gonna happen when a horse that's supposed to be close breaks poorly, or a horse that's supposed to take back breaks good, and um. Well, I mean, it's still just, it's a twenty-horse race. Just think about this, like, just singling out a horse here. What do you do with Charge It? <laughs> I don't. Know. That's what I mean. It, you know, like it, this is a really difficult race. I mean, yeah, not I mean, that it wasn't last year. No, you're right. Look, look at Charge It. Okay, he's he's run three times. Two times were one turn miles where he was on or battling for the lead in fast fractions. You know, his one. His one two-turn race <laughs> at a mile uh, in an eighth, he had gate problems. You know, he uh, he hit the gate at the start, and you know wound up having to rate because of that. He he wasn't able to show speed. But what if he breaks on top? 
What if he breaks on top? You think Louis Size is gonna gonna strangle him back to, to ninth? <laughs> Hell nah. I, I no. So right. I, what do you make of that? I, I don't know. It's it's. This is how I feel just, about charge it. I just think it's very hard to have a strong opinion on a positive manner uh, on many horses in this race. I mean, you can like a horse, but I I think these people are saying you know, well we know exactly what's gonna happen. If this was a twelve horse field, I would love charge it. Yeah, if it was twelve horses, <laughs> which is a which is a semi normal race, right? But you add those extra eight, and it makes all the difference. Yeah, yeah. Like to me, the Japanese horse, he's a toss. I I, I just toss. I can't he beats toss me. Him. He beats me. Um, I, mean, I don't. I don't think he's gonna win, but I can't toss him because I think he does have some foundation there, and I think he could run up into a superfecta trifecta situation that wouldn't surprise me kind of a stretch but if he's bet if he's over bet like if he's under 20 to 1 like there's no thanks i'm just gonna toss him completely yeah i got i got no i got no love for him he he gets the number chuck loses <laughs> hey, I was you know, he shipped from Japan to Dubai, from Dubai to the U.S. That traditionally, going to Dubai from anywhere and going to the U.S. in this um, in not this a winning has, has been a a, 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 a a almost a laughable. It's been so bad. So, hundred points though, there are people. You know, the worst thing that they did was let me loose, turn me loose in the suites this, this week. Turn her loose. I'm gonna be looking for Kerstangian. I'm gonna, I'm gonna corner him. I'll tell him. You know what? Stop. That. You're gonna you're gonna listen to my Derby points screed right now. We need more points for the yearly three year old races. Um, the Oaks looks like an interesting race. Yeah, I mean, you got literally half the field that could win that my friend is a excellent addition of the kentucky oaks yes excellent best, best in a while it's, when it's was the last very this deep i can't remember it's, it's a very deep race i mean a horse like hidden connection who's a who's a nice horse who in most normal years you would have to say has a, would have a fighting chance of of getting a piece of this is like almost dismissed, <laughs> completely dismissed. Goddess of Fire, who doesn't ever like to win, but is is a quality horse who's getting better, who has the pedigree to go this far, has had zero, <laughs> no buzz, zero. Like I haven't even heard her name being mentioned. I think the the table was empty today, yeah. at the draw. Yeah for that horse nobody came that's the uh that's that's the red oak guys that's the high league people they're probably down there at high league oh they're, they're hooking it up okay collect collecting that uh that, that slot machine money baby um i mean echo zulu echo <laughs> zulu she's an undefeated two-year-old champion and her trainer is like literally you know Laughing at people who think that in history, you know, he, he says basically saying, like, if you judge her on that race, you don't know what the hell you're doing. That was a prep race, right? Context matters for real, you know, especially with that horse. So, 
yeah, I, I get it. Her her race wasn't spectacular by any means, especially compared to last year where she just blew everybody away. But to win the but, Oaks off that is a stretch. <laughs> but to win the Oaks is is not easy. But but still, um, that's tough. Vendy Valentine has never run worse than second. As has has never run poorly. I mean, uh, you know. Even Desert Dawn, she ran a big race last time. I know it was a short field, but she ran a good number. She's like 25 to 1. <laughs> you know, so it's a, a cocktail moments. I mean, she's probably a cut below, but she's a, a horse that's never been off the board. Um, You know, and, and she's gotten beat by some of the better horses near, but. It's, but not impossible, uh, you know what I mean? She no, can't... no, and she's not. And 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 like I said, I, I'm not gonna bet on her. But she... I mean, even the, the Philly from oh. Dubai. I, you know, it's funny. I, I was saying, I was saying, yeah, we got two undefeated horses in this race. There's three undefeated horses in this race. Yes, indeed. Jahama, she's undefeated too. Jamama, Jamama, Mama, Jamama, Mama. But um, yeah, I don't like her, but she is undefeated. Because there, there was some talk about, you know, Secret Oath at 6-1 to one was, oh, she'll be much lower than that. And it's like, well, you know, there are two undefeated horses in this race, and neither of them are the morning line favorite. So the money is going to be spread pretty good. And... Yeah, I, I gather Secret Oath is going to get her fair share. And, and, you know, like we spoke about earlier about the one hole with the Oaks, it's not as bad. <laughs> no, I don't think. No, it's, it's not ideal. I mean, oh, I think it would fine. rather be somewhere else. But I would rather have her be nowhere else. I I love her on the rail. She mm. likes to be in in covered up behind horses. Mm, I don't know. She's got enough speed to to be fifth on the inside, which is exactly where she wants to be. You watch, uh, watch the honeybee. I mean, she she was literally scraping the paint the whole race. And that's that's after getting away, you know, slow from the, at the start. But that Philly wants to be on the inside. She's better on the inside. So, and I think this race is going to have enough pace in it. Um, the the between Echo Zulu and Yuri Girl or whatever her name is. Yuri. Um, yep. Um, there's going to be there's going to be those two probably be clear. But there'll be a lot of horses chasing. You know, there's not a lot of you know, really deep closers. A lot of horses. It's almost kind of similar to the Derby in that there's a lot of horses are going to want to sit third and fourth. Mm -hmm. uh, Venti Valentine wants to sit third, fourth. Desert Dawn wants to sit third, fourth. Uh, Kathleen O will probably be content to to lay further behind in cocktail moments as well. But um. You know, Echo Zulu and your Gurji, um, Goddess of Fire is not going to be too far away. Nest is not going to want to be too far away. Uh, Hidden Connection is not going to be too far away. Nostalgic is not going to be too far away. So, so they're they're you know, everybody's trying to stack up. The Secret Oath might sneak right up the inside, and I, you know, I was very concerned about Secret Oath peaking too early because she was running like spectacularly fast numbers for a three-year-old filly early in the year. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, on the thoroughbreds, she, in 
in uh, January and February, she was running one and a half. I think the I think Malathat ran like a four last year when she won the Oaks. So that just goes to show you how fast that she was early. And, uh, you know, in, in all these races, these three oh races, you want to see horses that are still improving. You know, you want to see a horse that's still moving forward. And that, that seems like it's, it's, you're better with those type of horses that they need this to be their best race. Very rarely you can win a race of this caliber without running your best race. So it's, it's an interesting, it's a, it's a really good race. I mean, it's, it's, it's a very, very good race. And I mean, there's, there's no happy jacks in the race. No happy jacks. No. And, and if Rich Strike gets in, <laughs> what, what are we doing, guys? I can't. I mean, seriously. I know people laugh about it, but. <laughs> you should have that. You should have some chance, even if it's slight. And everybody says, well, mind that bird, mind that bird. Mind that bird was stakes as a two-year-old. I'm going to say, mind that bird wasn't bad at all. Right, he, he was all right. I mean. His price in the derby was outrageous. It probably, he, he was way, you know, overlaid. But I think he was a grade three winner as a two-year-old. Yes, I think he won, he won out in uh, at Woodbine. The gray. Yeah, right. So, some of these, like, like Rich Strike. I mean, he's not even really that good on synthetic. <laughs> well, whatever. Um, this are really great undercards. I mean, these two days are, are have have. Yeah, I mean, you just it's it's hard to really criticize anything on these cards. They're just from top to bottom, just super, super, super cards. Uh, the modesty you get Bleecker Street. Um. Running, uh, trying to keep her undefeated skein. Flavian Pratt gets them out. Pride Diaz. Of, of Hector Diaz was not summoned from Tampa or Monmouth or wherever he is to ride Bleecker Street as he has in the, her first five races. Um, the La Tryon, yeah, she dares the devil versus Pauline's Pearl. Oh, excellent, excellent field. Uh, the Alashiba. I mean, how about the Alashiba? You got Wayburn versus Olympiad versus Folsom versus Happy Saver, who's probably going about three eighths of a mile, uh, and it's not Belmont, so I'm not really too high on him. But um, I mean, it's it's a it's an excellent excellent race. Um, the Edgewood is is a is a doesn't really have any stick out horse, but it's a super competitive race. Uh, the eight bells that Mata Urea, whatever the Dread Cox Philly looks to, she she's been super the last two, but that's a that's a solid field. The turf sprint, there's no golden pal, therefore it helps. <laughs> therefore, someone, someone other than Golden Pal is going to win. Um, would you make it you know, the Oaks morning line like I know we we touched on it a little bit, but like what was your who did you think was going to be the favorite in there? Not Nest. I know that. I thought Nest would probably be third choice. I I kind of thought Nest would be like 
nine to two. Yeah, that that's about right. So I was gonna say six to one. I mean, I was thinking that, and again, I, I didn't do the morning line uh, points. You know, it's supposed to add up to like one hundred twenty-five or one hundred thirty points. Um, but I was thinking that Kathleen O would be a three-to-one favorite. That Echo Zulu would be seven to two or four to one. That Nest, um, would uh, that actually I thought Secret Oath would be third choice at about nine to two, and I thought Nest would be nine to two, five to one. I, I was not expecting her, her to be the favorite. Now that doesn't mean that it's undeserved. I mean she just crushed um, a field at Keeneland it wasn't a great field but I mean she beat them the way you're supposed to beat them but like like didn't you think Kathleen O was going to be the favorite yes I did I did um yeah I mean you know obviously seeing you know what people and their reactions to it already um I think Secret Oath is definitely coming off that six to one <laughs> it'd probably be more like second choice maybe even vying for favoritism and echo zulu is kind of like the mystery i mean that's why i think that one might drift up a little and nest you know that I, maybe they're all i mean they're all so close they're, they're it's really tough it, it's tough i mean and you know people forget think... too it's it's not like we're not handicapping the race to come up with the morning line the morning line is supposed to be the the morning line makers opinion of what the public's um opinion is going to be what, what the public is going to you know make the you know who, who they're going to make the favorites yeah, I mean, I, I would have never guessed that Nest would be the one they would make the morning line favorite. I would have seen either uh, Secret Oath or Echo Zulu in front of that one, regardless. Just off their resumes, you know? Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, the Derby morning line... Uh... And I'm pretty sure that uh, <laughs> that he is maybe. I don't want to say that he was told not to make horses fifty to one, but come on, Mike Battaglia. Like, if you can't make the AEs fifty to one, Rich Strike should be thousand to one. He should be a million to one. <laughs> I don't think they can put a million to one, but he should be a million to one if he wins the Derby. They should not run it anymore. They should just horse racing should oh just my God. <laughs> Sonny Leone winning the Derby on a thistle down horse. If Joey Leone from Saratoga won the race <laughs> as jockey, and Joey Leone is probably about two twenty, he would have a better shot. So let me get this straight: you don't like Rich Strike at all. Or Crown Pride, for that matter. Who's Crown Pride? Exactly. Yeah. No, I mean he's fine. Listen, he, he won the he won a qualifying race, and clearly the Japanese have a been dominating in their national competition. That that Sonny Leone of the world, and, and not this isn't the pick on Sonny Leone, but Sonny Leone rides it like thistle downs, and 
the horse just isn't even winning like at Turfway in the winter. So I, I just, I, and, and, you know, people, oh, well, you know, we get the chance to run in the Derby. Yeah, you get the chance to run in the Derby. Doesn't mean you belong. Right. It, and we've been, and okay everybody's like, wow. Well, and nice yeah, but un, until you know what? Until they run into a, a, an actual contender, you know. So you think Rich Strike is going to finish last? No, he probably, and that's the thing. He probably won't finish last. I mean, he'll probably finish eighteenth <laughs> if you were to draw in, depending on who has to scratch. I always find that interesting. But like one of the speed horses will probably finish last. Oh, and, and you know, now that we have a no Lasix Derby, there's going to be four or five of these horses are going to bleed back. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's just it's just that that's the way it's going to be. You're going to have four or five horses eased every year now, and that's just the way life is going to be. No one's paying attention to those horses at that point. And so, uh, anyways, Derby Day is a uh, is another really good race card. Mm-hmm. There's some super allowance races and maidens and. Remember the horse last year, Mask Parade? Oh, yeah. Kind of ran his eyeballs out. Came into emergence. He won the, uh, what do you want the Ohio Derby? Yeah, but he, didn't he win a stake on that, on, on Derby Day? No, no, he won an it, it was an allowance race. race. Yeah. Yeah. And he ran faster than the ran stake. a hole in the wind. Yeah. He ran a mile and an eighth and like, was it Derby Day or was it Oaks Day? Might have been Oaks Day. Did he run faster than the Oaks or something? Maybe it was Oaks Day. I, I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was Oaks Day. I think he ran faster than the Oaks. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, wonder if you know we'll see uh, this year's Mask Parade. I did. I saw Juju's map is in an allowance race. Mm. That much he might be the shortest price on the card. I'm always excited to see Jackie's Warrior Run. So that's a great. That's a great race. That is a really great race. Um, uh. I mean, just just going over the Derby Stakes, the Distaff Mile. Um, that's a very very competitive race. Uh, the Knicks Go, which <laughs> is a is a new race. Um, it's at the mile distance, and you know we've been complaining about having a Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile and not having a Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile division. Hopefully, uh, th- this race can can maybe. Start something going though, though you know, if you're going to run uh, the the Churchill on handicap, which is a grade one on the same day, and, and the Ali Sheba the day before, I don't know if there's going to be enough quality for this race. But, um, I mean, it's 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 not a great field, it's, it's an okay field. Uh, I mean, Major Fed loves Churchill Downs. Dreamshake like returned from the dead. He was like the Undertaker. And <laughs> <laughs> what a keeman. He was he was he was in a in a coffin and all of a sudden last race he was like, I'm back. Uh that's a you know it's, it's a good betting race, good field, but um the Pat Day Mile, which is the return of uh Jack Christopher. Hmm. The um if you if you look at that race, look at Doppelgagger's last line. I know I, I, that caught my eye. I was like, "Is that is that the strangest?" <laughs> like you don't see that very often. Uh, uh, the the old third by a length to seventh by four to eighth by twelve, 
and then the re-rally to fourth by eight. That that was just a very strange line, and I and I I said to myself, um, I gotta watch that race over again and just watch that horse to try to see is is that chart really correct? And that doesn't mean I like this horse. You know, race, it but it's me just me a bizarre, a bizarre line. It reminds me of uh, Known Agenda's race in the in the Tampa Bay Derby last year. He dropped all the way back. Oh, the Sam Davis. That was the Sam. Oh, Davis. maybe it was the Sam Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He dropped, he dropped like he was going to be eased, and then he right. just and then just came on and charging. Hurt. And I was like, "Where did this horse come from?" <laughs> that was kind of weird. And uh, I mean, <laughs> the Pate Mile this year is kind of like the the also rans from the um, from the uh, the Triple Crown, the ones that like just couldn't get the distance just weren't good enough but uh it, it's an interesting race and you know if jack christopher comes back like he left he, he won't have be, any issues but he should be really tough in there but there's um, the gamble <laughs> but that that's the old you know if that's the if uh, the derby city distaff is a, is a really great race. I mean, that that's a super race. You know, Just on Time, who's like six for seven, uh, obligating, Bell's the one. Um, it, it's a really, really good good race. Four graces. Yeah, I mean, right. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a deep race. It's, and it's, it's, it's good, you know. There's it's nice to see, <laughs> it, it's nice to see, you know, full fields that, that are deep too. Better than last year's when, Gaming, yeah, gaming against bad wheel just blew away everybody. Still, <laughs> gaming and seven dwarfs. Um, the American turf is is a competitive race. It's, it's it's I don't think it's a lot of star power in there. The side dog is three for three, going for make four for four. Uh, apparently, he might be headed overseas after that race. Really, but the Churchill Downs handicap is is really. Stellar. Spectacular race. I mean, Aloha West, the Breeders' Cup champion. You got Jackie's Warrior. You got reinvestment risk. You got prevalence. You got the old, the old veterans mind control and Cezanne or Cezanne or whatever his name is. Uh, yeah. Alfred James. Who? Why is he in this race? Like, what is this guy Norm Cash doing? He's trying to cash. He's not going to cash. Norm Cash. You were a pretty good first baseman for the Tigers. I, you must be like 95 years old now, but stop putting this horse in races like that they don't belong. And this horse doesn't belong. There's another horse on the Derby undercard uh, that's, that's ludicrous, just a ludicrous entry. <laughs> a ludicrous entry. Churchill Dunn's a... You're not getting a table or a seats. You get nothing... Churchill Downs gives you nothing. You pay. If you're in the Kentucky Derby and you want a box, you pay for the box. Really? It's not free. That's right. I told you a story about the, the year at on the Preakness undercard when my owner said, hey, could you put this horse in this race and then I'm going to get a table and then scratch her. <laughs> 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 and, I, and I entered the filly and whatever, what was the, what the three-year-old turf horses or older, I can't remember what it was. It was a turf race. And, um, <laughs> about nine o'clock that morning and I, I hadn't called up the scratcher yet 
and uh randy moss calls me and he says hey you got any comments on on your horse and the uh and the the whatever the race was and i was like <laughs> oh snap uh and he's like yeah i'm gonna make her the budweiser long shot you know and i was like uh randy probably gonna need another horse Oh, wait, really? I think, you know, she's blah, blah, blah. I said, no, no, no. I'm in Louisville, and she's standing right... I'm standing in front of her stall. <laughs> post time for the race is in like three hours. We're not going to make it there. We're scratched. Uh, the the owner got his table, though. He got Mission his table. Huh? Mission accomplished. Yes, sir. Clouds does not play that, though. Because it would have cost them more for the table than it would have for the entry fee. <laughs> but they're good cards. I mean, the Turf Classic is maybe not, you know, a little lacking this year, but yeah. it's a good yeah. race. I actually see somebody who I like already. And of course, all the turf races are I, I would imagine that the stakes would stay on the turf, even uh, unless it's just a ridiculous deluge. Which it doesn't sound like. It sounds like there's going to be some steady rain, but uh, I was going to say would even imagined. even when uh, Justify won that year when it poured literally all day, they ran on the turf. Yeah, I mean this is Churchill Downs' big weekend. They make a considerable amount of their yearly revenue from this, so I'd imagine unless <laughs> it was like dangerous situation of some sort that they would be running on the turf at least the stakes races i don't know about the allowance races and and then uh, i think there's a maiden race but yeah that's uh the, the turf condition might be a factor which it doesn't you know, we don't get a whole lot of real soft turf courses in this country no those are random though. no and they scratch off the turf quite a bit so you don't really get to run on it either. Yeah, as of now, the, the, the forecast is for the Oaks Day, most of the rain to stop, um, you know, somewhere around, you know, noon, which, I mean, the Oaks isn't going to go off for six hours after that, so or seven hours after that, so it might be okay by... by and they said, you know, they're calling for scattered rain on... On Saturday, so it shouldn't really be a, a a huge factor, but it could be. I mean, it's it's possible that um, you know because the forecast has changed. I mean, originally it was just Thursday, and then it's now it's Thursday into Friday, and now then it was Thursday into Friday into a little bit of Saturday. So, so uh, we'll just have to keep an eye on that. But uh, speaking bring, of which, bring your uh... keep an eye on it. But Uno Ojo won't because he's not in. Uh... Can't see. Um, I just can't see him in that race. Your raincoat. You brought a raincoat. I did. I brought. I brought a a plethora of jackets. And and pants. Listen, if there's a blizzard on Thursday, I I have. I am covered. And the pink pants. No, the pink pants currently do not fit. They did not make the trip. They did not. They did not. Should have gave him the spears. He could sell them. Spears, I think if anyone out there has has uh, access to any tickets that are less than a million dollars, the mayor, I believe, is still looking as his sources have failed. Uh, have failed him. They've not come. Oh, so he's basically like 
on Batman status. <laughs> like he, he's, he's basically he's like the rich strike of this derby right now. He's on the outside looking in. Oh man. He's actually he's faster than Rich Strike. He's not a three year old though. He's an age he's an aged Kelding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so we're looking for a couple a couple of seats or tickets or get them in the door. Anything for the mayor. The mayor needs help. The mayor needs help. You know, it's so funny, everybody always says, yeah, I can only get your derby tickets. I can now take care. Just give me a call. Then you give him a call. Ah, oh, geez, I really can't do it this year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, they used to, they're not, they're not, I don't think they're selling any general admission tickets this year, or they're at least they might be sold out. They used to be able to buy a general admission and then you could go back and forth to the infield, but they don't, I don't think they allow the infield people in, in the grandstand anymore. No, not anymore. I was, I was watching something yesterday uh, where they said they, they're not letting them do that. You people shall stay in the infield and be second class citizens. Remember the Pegasus was like that? Oh, man. They can't keep us out, man. No, they can't. They, 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 they want to. They do. We just have to try to finagle press credentials somehow. We're press, man. We should be, right? I know some things that we say get back. Uh, industry people get upset. Oh, no. <laughs> they, they get mad. So It was Chuck that we, said that. It wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't an official capacity. It was, we, were it was just, my, we were just it, joking. It was my private citizen opinion. <laughs> it wasn't serious. <laughs> yes, we were. <laughs> Everything we said is we mean a million percent. One million percent. And then some. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try. I, I don't know if it's possible to do this. But being I'm going to be on location, I'm going to try to not listen to any television coverage of this year's Kentucky Derby. Impossible. Or Kentucky Impossible. I'm going to try. I don't want to. I don't want to. I want it out of my life. And I want to see features on hats. Why do they call them fascinators? That thing the chicks put in their head there, you know, that like. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a hat. It's kind of just like a, it's like a cousin to a hat. It's a fascinator. It's not fascinating at all. It's weird. It's strange. I say this as a person who wears a hat every single day of his life. <laughs> I brought five hats, by the way. Um, oh, yeah, but I bought four jackets. Listen, it, no matter what happens, I have to cover it. Okay. Well, you go going Including the, the, the Denver Nuggets jacket, my Denver Nuggets jacket. The you go sniper stuff. Except I got, for I got, I got, I got a cold weather jacket. I got a rain jacket. I have two sports jackets. See, I don't own any jackets. Yeah, lots of jackets. I have no. They're a, they're a, they're a holdover from uh, from a previous era. <laughs> I have zero, hence the reason why I didn't have a jacket at the Pegasus when it was freezing. I, I had a little bit of an issue with the pants. <laughs> <laughs> if you see me this week and, and my pants look odd. Just understand that most of what I have does not fit. So, 
and I went to uh, the places where I buy pants and the. Uh, so are these all baseball hats, or are they like you have a? a yeah, no, 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 all baseball. Nope, baseball total. You know, like a you know fedora style. Nah, this derby doesn't deserve a fedora. No, no pastels like. You know? No, I I got I got my pastel Miami Heat hat. Okay, okay, okay. He drilled the Sixers tonight, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> the Sixers are like summer in front in this series. Oof. Cheap speed, no one bead. <laughs> he got he got. He got messed up by his African brother. Messed I look forward to you. Or, uh, I look up to you, bro. And then he cracked his skull. Be like that, that sometimes. Sometimes it be like that. But... So... Yeah, Thursday's card's pretty good. Thursday's? I didn't look at it. You know, the rain might... might take away some of the luster could be a, a luster free card without but we like luster yeah yep we do well I guess you know the good thing is there's nothing horrible that happened for us to talk about other than Mo Donegal's draw yeah, no, it's that's that's pretty much true, you know. You know, uh, he who shall not be named has been staying out of the news, which is good. True. Although it's going to be brought up on Saturday and Friday and Thursday, only on the television coverage. Yeah, which I'm avoiding. I suggest people mute. Use the mute button. I might do that. Mute it. But I always tape it and watch it afterwards anyway, so I guess it's doesn't matter. I always it, watch the TV coverage the day after the races. I don't know why I do that, but I like the, uh, you know it would it would be it would make me happy if 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 The Rock was at the Derby this year. It, it, who says he's not? And and I could get him to say it doesn't matter. And then every time a guy, you know, gave his opinion about something right? no one you cared could, about, you, you we could play that. They could play that. It doesn't matter. Or like a microphone. You bring a microphone inside or your phone and you like, tell them to say, going in circles. Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> I'd say The Rock is going to be there, sir. I'm gonna. Oh, you, I don't know. you know, I, I want. I wanted to just make a comment on on the workouts. Okay. Everybody, just shut up about the workouts. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Just shut up about the workouts. I've seen more workouts than ninety nine point nine 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 percent of you. I've seen hundreds of thousands of workouts. No, the, and you the, know what? You know what? You know what those workouts tell me most of the time, and and you know, warming up for the derby and stuff. Nothing. They don't tell you nothing. <laughs> If a horse doesn't work terrible, it just doesn't matter. And that said, Zandon's work the other day was exceptionally good. It was, it was, a, it was a, uh, it's funny. The workout reports never give an A, right? It's always B, B minus, B minus, B plus, B minus, B plus. 
Kind of like, you know, the NFL draft report cards. Nobody gets A's. Well, no, no. Mel Kuyper, he gives out A's like they're... they're... Does he? Well, yeah. He's, he's... I thought he was a B-plus guy. Oh, Mel Kuyper was my college professor. I, I, I had a... Shit, man. Class flying colors. I'd have got... I, I got two degrees as it is. I'd have about nine degrees. I would just keep taking Mel Kuyper class, but... <sighs> Yeah, they're always kind of like giving you the B, 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 B. But and the one that needed the A didn't get that. It. That was an A. That was an A. I thought uh, Epicenter's work was good the other day, but like it doesn't tell me anything. There's, there's no bearing on, on how he's going to run. The greatest huh. to me is when people say, "Oh, well, I never really factor in any any kind of workouts," but. <laughs> Well, the thing is, this is that if 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 you're a trainer and you're with that horse all the time and you see him go all the time, and he he goes, you know, better than average or or worse than average, then that's that's something. But that's you. That that's that's the individual. That's the trainer. That's the horse that who sees the horse all the time, and he knows what the instructions for the work were, and he knows what the feedback for the work was. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, these are all really good horses that, that have, are coming off pretty good races for the most part. So, yeah, they're going to work good. But, like, this guy's working. You can't tell. You don't know what you're looking at. It's all the same. They all work good. It's like if you went to an NBA game and watched them warm up. That works in the NBA. It looks pretty damn good when they're warming up. That makes me feel better because, you know, I'm always constantly scratching my head when I see these things, and I'm like, the workout was good, but they always look good. <laughs> now there are certain guys that are clockers that that, that are really yeah that really see good. the horses you know that see them all the time and, and know what they look see like. Them, they see them when yeah exactly. And there's guys that are really really good. Brian John Nichols, uh, they're just there's there's you know there's guys that are good, but um. You know, for for just the guy that that's you know sitting at home watching a, a video of a work, uh, please, please rock. Uh, if I knew the rock, I'd have him call their 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 house and personally say it doesn't matter what you think about that work. I got some connects down at the University of Miami. We could find him. Got a better shot of getting Ed Reed who would threaten to kill Sorry. him. University of Miami is going to be good, man. Yeah, they are. Just like the Dolphins. That's right. Oh, the Jets had a nice draft. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> so they could suck halfway through the season. <laughs> exactly. But um, yeah, the the workouts is. I'm I'm kind of debating what 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 is like more overrated: the workouts or the post positions? It's got to be. Know, Right? Post thirteen hasn't won a race since nineteen sixty seven. Uh, yeah, well, it's a race they won. It's a race they run once a year with twenty horses in it. So, spare me with your your uh, your, your patterns, derby trends. There are no derby trends. You can't have a trend for a race that's run once a year. It's no trend. Anyways. Craig, are you ready, Craig? This is this is where I say I don't really have much else. <laughs> <laughs> Craig.
Craig was clowning me the other day. Craig is Craig's been feisty lately. Yeah, he's been he's been taking shots at the sniper, man. He's been playing pickleball. Maybe that's what it is. You know who's supposed well, to be really good at it's, it's you, know, you know who's supposed to be like super good at pickleball? Who? It's Rick Rick Barry, the NBA Hall of Famer. For real? Yeah, he said he's like a like a really, really good pickleball player for a guy that's like seventy eight. And listen, the people that play pickleball around here are like literally a million years old. And they get up at, at the crack of dawn and they're out on these courts playing pickleball before the sun gets oppressively hot. Well, that's how they live that long because they're smart. Yeah. I have to admit that. And they're hydrated. Drink water. I had no idea what pickleball was up until a couple I didn't either ago. until like a couple. Yeah. I, I think my, my wife pointed it out to me. Remember when we used to play pickle? It was a baseball game. Right. You just throw it back and forth and don't get tagged. Right. The, the run, right. I was trying to avoid the tag. Got, got you in a pickle. This pickleball has nothing to do. Not even close. They no. have rackets. But I think Craig's going for the senior league tour in pickleball. Well, his partner didn't look all that old. His partner looked very young. Yeah. I, 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 I'm not really familiar with the pickleball. Uh, procedures that's it next time craig comes to florida i'm gonna dunk on him <laughs> uh <laughs> speaking of craig it was awful nice for woodbine to briefly uh be <laughs> crowing about a horse shattering the track record that actually didn't even break the track record <laughs> not even close <laughs> no. it was it was semi-close with the, the official final time but <sighs> Oops. I, I just I just don't understand why we can't time races. I, I know this GMAX thing has been like a, <laughs> a GMAX disaster. But uh wild. Like especially for something so essential <laughs> to the sport. It's just haywire. It's unreal. It's almost like cartoony kind of cartoon villainy laughable. Just like this is this is why 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 are we like this? <laughs> time in races? Oh. <laughs> we don't need times. Time accurate times? Mm-hmm. What for? <laughs> hey, well, they don't have time mm-hmm. issues at Tampa Bay, just saying. No, Tampa Bay doesn't. They got Beamy though. He, t- he runs a tight they- ship. You know what? You know what they say the best timing system is the beam system. Oh, I see what you did. Yeah, yeah. That works. This correlation? It might be. Yeah. So the beam you put up a picture today uh, uh, from the beach from and yesterday. Not only that, he had on a, a, a Tampa Bay Lightning shirt. Yeah, yeah, well, that's our man, Matt. You know, Pose. He's a he's a he's a big Tampa Bay Lightning guy. Man, he's like the biggest. I I don't know anybody bigger fan of the Tampa Bay Lightning than Mister Matt. Put it, put it put it this way: if you hear about a fight breaking out in the stands at a Tampa Bay Lightning game, Tampa. there's a good shot Tampa. our man Matt is involved. Yep. That's why I refuse to slander the Lightning. I don't. I, I'd be honest. I'm. I'm like the 
the whitest person that doesn't know shit about hockey other than like <laughs> Wayne Gretzky was good and I'll I, I watch playoff hockey. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I mean, it's not like I won't watch it. I'll watch it, but <laughs> I was telling my dad about about um about the bullet, Bob Meyer, the the legendary track announcer. And um I think Bullet got told he can't bet on the races anymore <laughs> when when he was, you know, calling them and he started betting on hockey. Hockey of all things. So we used to have this this um I think I've talked about it before the at Yonkers. We had a system. It was like a recorder that was plugged into um, the one nine hundred stretch call system. Oh, <laughs> and Bob would record the call, and he would record the stretch call, and then he would give the results, and he would bring tape down the down the the, the hall to our office, and and me or the Ray Goodness, who was the other racing secretary at the time, we would put the the tape into the machine and and dial up and and get it into the system and then you know 30 seconds later or whatever people would call up and they'd pay you know whatever the fee was like 25 cents a minute yeah something like that and and they would they would hear a stretch call because we didn't have cell phones we didn't have an internet we didn't have tvg we didn't have anything if you weren't at the track like you didn't know if you didn't call stretch call or you waited till the the paper came out the next day so anyways <laughs> We figured a way to, uh, the, to get into the system to get the scores. So he was always telling me, can you get me to score? Can you get me to score? You know, this, that, and the other thing. And, and it was, you, you've been in football a lot. And then after football season ended, he, he comes in one day and he gives me the tape. And he's like, hey, I need to know the score of the St. Louis Blues game. <laughs> But I got to go because the post parade's coming up. So he ran back down to do the post parade. And so I, I put the, the the tape in. I I recorded a stretch call of that race. And and then I, I, I dialed up and used our code to get the score to St. Louis Blues game. And it was like three to two and four minutes to go. So I'm thinking because he said St. Louis Blues, that that's who he'd bet to win, right? <laughs> So he comes back in and he goes, "What's about what about the Blues?" I said, "Oh, it's good, good news. They're winning three to two. Or no, I said they're winning." And so he goes, "Well, what's the score?" I said, three to two. And he starts cursing. <laughs> and he goes, "How much more time was left?" I said, "I think four minutes." Why? You know, like. And then it hit me. He gave goals. I said, "You didn't give goals." <laughs> I said, "What do you even know about hockey? You don't know anything." <laughs> Hockey. Oh, I used to call to do it for Marv Albert. Blah, blah. I said, yeah, in the 70s. <laughs> this is the 90s. This was the 90s. So I said, this is like, it was like 1990. Like, you know, who gives goals? Only sick people give goals in hockey. Every game is one to nothing. <laughs> and that's true. He lost. He he gave the St. Louis Blues and, and, and a goal and a half. <clears throat> and so, I don't know, like the Minnesota North Stars or some team that doesn't even exist anymore. He was he was he was a true true degenerate. He he was proud of it too. So I guess that's how he got the nickname Bullet, right? 
You know, he never told me how he got that nickname. He used to work at the Garden. He was Marv Albert's statistician. Wow. For the Knicks games. Yep. Back in the 70s. You know, like... When they were good. (laughs) Kind of. When they were good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Clyde Frazier suits. Uh, Clyde Frazier suits was not a very successful fantasy basketball <laughs> team this year. No, we, we were my of, team we, we were actually kind of oh, we, we we were like a real life version of the Knicks. We were disappointing. My team lost all momentum when COVID protocols came into play. Yeah, the COVID thing made it hard. It crushed my my team's soul. Yeah, my team once Joe Harris got his leg amputated <laughs> and <laughs> Whatever happened that he missed, the, oh, he has a sprained ankle. He missed the rest of the season. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how sprained it was, but obviously, but um, yeah, that was hard fantasy basketball. Yeah, it's a lot tougher than you'd think on the surface. <laughs> it, it it is. It's getting the players, you know, in the game and. Injured, and, and, and there's not that many forwards. No, everybody's like a combo, right? Uh, so, so we're gonna do something on Thursday, okay? Let's do it. We can be live from Churchill Downs. Is the mayor gonna be around? I don't know. We gotta get the mayor in. Well, clearly he's going to be in the Louisville or Louisville. He will be. He will be. He will be, but he's got his uh, his his bodyguard is going to be with him. Which one? There's two now. The the the, the one uh, the one he lives with. Oh, <laughs> and not the younger one. <laughs> no, the, yeah. I think I think his son's going to be there too. Nick. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, no, he's the younger one. He's yeah. the younger bodyguard. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we're gonna do a little something. Uh, we'll do it Thursday. It's not gonna be a mega seven hour. Let's talk about Happy Jack. If we talk about Happy Jack, we're gonna make fun of him. <laughs> That's fair. It's fair can't listen if you if you have a horse i don't care if you own the horse i'm making fun of your horse if you can't with a straight face honestly say and we know why the horses are in there the horses aren't in there because the trainers want to be in there they're getting there because the owners want to be in there so you're making the trainer do something stupid so we're gonna make fun of you (laughs) and we're not making fun of you we're making fun of your horse and they don't the horses don't care they don't care that's not what they told me about patch well, he couldn't see much. Mm. <laughs> he couldn't read anything. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, people were really upset about that. People were. They, they get all upset. Oh, my God. He's a handicapped horse. <sighs> Come on, man. <laughs> the horses don't care. That's the one thing about it. The horses don't care what you say about them. People are too sensitive, too. You know, ITP put up a post yesterday 
about if the industry, you know, paraphrasing here, if the industry, you know, was good at uh, uh, most things as they are at, at making people take down uh, Twitter or social media posts that, that might uh, upset someone, that we'd be in a lot better shape. <laughs> goes back to what was what was what was the comment I said? Sex <laughs> really shouldn't be worried about being seen in a bad light. I mean, <laughs> for the most part, nobody sees you guys in a good light. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, like you're already there. I mean, it will, oh yeah, we we didn't talk about the uh, the the what did I call it? I forgot already. The three dollar pick three in new york that that got five percent of the takeout chopped off after the what they said it was no 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 that's not what they said that's not what they said they had a chance to come out and say after conferring with our customers the decision was made to lower the takeout uh, on this mandatory and the three dollar you know pick three that we have another pick three in the same exact races. <laughs> with they should have seeded the race thing. Honestly, they should. You want to get a bet going, seated a little bit. Either that, or just cut it to fifteen and call it a day. I don't understand why that's so difficult. Why don't you just have it be earlier in the day and have it just be? be three races have if it be the only pick three available for those three races right i mean is it the end of the world if we don't have pick threes available for every single race make it a low takeout three dollar minimum and make it for like the fourth fifth and sixth or the last pick three of the day uh yeah i mean the last pick three today is the bailout we call it the bailout it, it ends a lot of stuff already, right? You're ending the pick four, you're ending the pick five, you're ending the pick six, you know, in that sequence somewhere. So, right. They just never go far enough, right? They, they, they just never go far enough. And, and, and believe me, I like the Keeneland, the old turf pick three. I think they did it right. Uh, I think they also do it right to not have it on days that, you know, it's only. Basically, right, and and that that's cool. You know that that's doable, and, and that's why it's so absurd that you know they they set it at nineteen percent. Just do it on the weekends and make and it nineteen percent is still five percent less like, than the normal, and and it gets you know. I guess it goes back to just the philo- philosophical thought of if you're getting. Um, a significant amount of your purse money from slots, then why aren't you lowering your takeout? Why? Why not try to go? Why? Why be satisfied with with five percent growth or no growth? But why be? Why? Why is it? Why? Why is just a small amount of growth acceptable? Gambling is exploding in this country, exploding, literally. And, and and racing is like thrilled to death when we're up three percent. Like, why don't people who? Why don't we believe in the product more? And then product has, I mean, listen, we complain all the time about it, and that and that's our role in this 
thing that we're not shills. We don't work for the tracks. We don't work for any, anybody really. And, um, you know, I, I do consulting work, but I just give people my opinion. I do <laughs> you know, whatever project they want me to do. And I tell them, you know, I do the numbers and, and I say, this is what I think. You know, they, sometimes they listen, sometimes they don't, whatever that that's their, that that's what I do. That's, that's not, um, you know, I, I don't work for, uh, I'm not a promotional vehicle. Right. <laughs> and, and, you know, we, when, when things are good, they, when something's done right, we were, we're the first people usually to say, Hey, you know what? That was really good. Absolutely. The, the turf pick three was really good. There's, there's been quite a few bets that have been put in that, that you know, are good and we support them. And Right. You can't hate us for, for, you know, telling you the truth, you know, because <laughs> yeah. if anything, that's what we're going to do. And in some cases, we don't know the whole picture because uh, the tracks have kind of kept it under wraps. I mean, they, they, they completely keep it under wraps. We don't know what the revenue is anymore. I could uh, listen 20 years ago. I could figure out approximately what the revenue for everyone was from handle. And. Yeah, life changes, world changes. ADWs, oh, you know, uh, simulcasting expanded. ADWs expanded. Rebates started happening, and then we have the, you know, the the, the computer assisted wagering teams. You know, have happened. So now it's at the point where uh, it's very difficult, impossible, with what we know, to really figure out what revenues are. It really is. It's, it's very difficult. I mean, it's it's a complicated situation, anyways. And you have source market fees, and you have um, all different kind of like a dollar bet at one track has one takeout, a dollar bet at another track has another, a dollar bet at yeah, this track's got you know that's they pay a different price, and it, it's it's super complicated, but. I think a lot of people who have been following this business and players in the game, whether it be owners or trainers or you know betters that have done it for a while, have gotten a little bit uh, distrustful about the numbers that we're given, and and uh, we're told things are great all the time, even when they're not great. Expect a track to come out and say, "Hey, everything sucks. We suck." But I would like just rather than try to tackle the problems instead of complaining about them, which is something that the whole business does. But maybe it's a societal thing. But um, could be. You know, how many times we talked about? the horse shortage problem that everybody saw well you know there's a horse shortage well yeah that's great horses didn't stop breeding you know, there's no secret uh <laughs> secret guy that's that's sneaking in uh, uh stallion barns and, and distributing <laughs> condoms <laughs> <You know? laughs> i hope not that'd be so weird <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's not like they're all said, ah, you know what, safe sex is the way to go. It's, it's, it's you know, <laughs> so there's reasons why, and some of the reasons might be, um, I mean, I, listen, I don't want to get into it because it's 
pretty boring, but you know, there's reasons why people have the breeding side as numbers have slowed down and, and uh, ownership numbers have, have shrunk. That's why, that's why the full crop's smaller supply and demand. And instead of uh, saying, how can we increase the supply or how can we increase the demand and then increase the supply we just sit here and say, oh, Jesus, fewer horses. What are we going to do? Hey, let's, you know what? Let's do it. Let's have more stake races. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's how we wind up with the three horses. So absurd, man. Like, it's getting out of hand. I mean, not that it wasn't or isn't, but now it's just, it's just so glaring that there's just way too many stakes races. It's just not even funny. Seven stake we since since April 9th, seven stake races. <clears throat> April seven weeks, seven stake races for for Philly sprinters in the East Coast, Midwest that's, East that's Coast. Crazy. Which and, and and listen, these days the Midwest and East Coast are the same thing. There's yeah. no horses that compete in the Midwest or the East that would not ship um vice or vice versa, you know, either way to run the stake race. This isn't nineteen eighty anymore. There's too many stakes. Kentucky has three, three Philly sprint stakes in a 28-day period. Three. And two of them are grade ones. <laughs> so, like, yeah, why wouldn't you think the overnight race? They'd had a couple scratches, but that's the problem when you call races stakes. Then guys can scratch because they paid to get in. They can scratch without reason. And if, and And the real irony is then... After this period of time, then we get to the summertime, and there's hardly any stake races for three-year-old for uh, Philly sprinters. No, there's like two. The next grade one after uh, Friday for Philly sprinters is uh, the ballerina, which will be at the end it's of Saratoga, August. Right. Yeah. So we're gonna go from uh, Derby Day or Derby Week to the close to closing week at Saratoga. Without a single grade one for Philly sprinting in the whole country. Good and then the months. next one after the ballerina, the grade one for Philly sprinters, older Philly sprinters, Breeders is Breeders' Cup. <laughs> yeah. I believe there's four grade ones for older Phillies the entire year, 12 months forward. And then we have this concentration of, of all of them in, in this brief period of time. And it's just there's a better way. There's a much better way. And everybody always said no, no, no. I mean, I, I never saw a business that has so many people that just. Uh, and and listen, there are people in this business that are very open minded to a lot of things, but they either get shouted down or they're just you know, don't have enough power. Don't have enough power, or you know, if they try something that doesn't immediately work, <laughs> then you know, then they take the the brunt of it, the blame. Some of the things take a while. It takes a while. Like there's, there's, it's a magic bullet business though. Everybody looks for magic bullets. You know, it, it, and honestly, it's, it's, it, it's why, um, for a long time, people kind of look the other way when guys are winning 45%. Magic bullet. That's what they want. That's what, that's what they're looking for. They're looking for the guy that's got the edge that they're going to, you know, say, oh, well, the condition book better. And, <laughs> okay. They, that, that's what they wanted. They want the magic bullet, you know. 
Because yeah, I, I think sometimes when we talk about things, it's not that every person out there is isn't cognizant of a lot of the things we talk about. It's that the people at the top just aren't. They're not receptive, and they they don't want to make any changes for whatever reason, or very slow to make changes. And then usually when they do make a change, it's or copycat. They just wait for yeah. someone else to do it. And then, you know, see how it works. And then if it works, then they copycat it. Right. It's just like the pick three. Yeah. Which is, I mean, copycatting good ideas is not a bad thing. But No. But we, we could stand some original thinking. We could stand a lot of ideas that, that work. I mean, a big thing that, that Heist is going to be a debacle is because they nobody listened. <laughs> Nobody listens. <laughs> not now even, not even. Now every every regulation you look at from them, you see an issue, and then once it's made into law, then to change it's going to be like cool. impossible. But they didn't want people with practical experience, or at least people with practical experience that were willing to to say, "Hey, this is not you know, this you shouldn't do it this way, or this this might be a problem, or this is going to be a loophole." They, they it's. Creating problems where none existed, and not really addressing the problems that did. So, anyways, we've talked for long enough for tonight. Yes, sir, Colonel, sir. I'm in the the uh, the ADW list state of Georgia. That's miserable. Shout out to any horse players in 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 the state of Georgia. God love you because I don't know what you do. Can't be zero horse players in Georgia, right? No, of course not. Right. So, whatever it is they're doing. Our man, uh, Tony Montanino, NC Tony, I mean, he's lived in North Carolina for a long time. And they're just now starting to open it up. It was an ADW list place for a long time. Yeah. That's basically. Texas was an ADW place, even though they had freaking at racetracks. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about strange but uh no i'm looking forward to this week should be fun probably yeah. you know oh and 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 your boy got out of uh disney trip oh yeah yeah so he you know got to go to dave and busters on saturday morning but I can handle that. Will they be simulcasting the early part of the card up there? DMVs? Uh, can you get them to put TVG on? Bro, I'm going to record it. I'm going to record what I'm going to do. And you're going to see it. I'm going to demand horse racing on at least one TV in there. I'll be on a quest. And I'll probably just say, hey, I'm only going to be here for a couple hours. Hook it up. Yes, sir. But that means my Preakness is shot, most likely. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's not good. Yeah, so we had to defer to the 20th of May for Disney. And I'm okay with that. What's wrong with the 13th? 
it's number 13 basically mm. well it's been uh it's real craig craig shout out shout out to craig pickleball extraordinaire we went about what 28 minutes over He's going to get dunked on next time he steps foot in Florida. Just saying. Come on, Greg. Well, I do a little. Yeah, you're not going to have any, any ADW distractions. Can't even watch the races. Yeah, that's that's weak sauce. Better off. I'm just gonna watch Phoenix and the Mavericks. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna watch probably about ten minutes of that and be knocked out sleep. Cause you know how that's gonna go. Yeah, the Mavericks are getting pounded like a chick. <laughs> <laughs> Even even Luca being back isn't isn't not helping. <laughs> uh, well, we will. Uh, like I said, we'll do something on Thursday, and uh, not sure what time yet, but uh, gotta kind of. We'll wing it. We can. It's gonna be. It's fluid. It's fluid. It's a very. That's how we roll. Special guests. Oh. Depending on uh, who can. So, so I'm sure that we'll have that up post. Okay, but down with that. Put a little, I put a little timeline up for my. Yeah, that was interesting. I'm a late. Clearly, a packer, but yeah. <laughs> and I, I think the thing that made uh, my wife really laugh was the fact that she saw your tweet where you posted the uh the closed nathans <laughs> <laughs> and she's like why did he do that and i was like this is mad on the hot dog i don't blame him i was mad. I've been, i was hungry too i was really super hungry right you're like man they got nathans in there great didn't even like they had a they didn't even have like a backup like a, they didn't even have like a wendy's backup in there. So, no chevrolet backup. That's interesting. Nothing. It was it. It was it. It was like an all or nothing, and they didn't. They weren't open. It was nothing. Wow, that's disappointing. Yeah, and a stupid protein bar. Yeah. No Nathan's. No ADW. What? We just you know the drop. Rid- the drop off between. A, let's get rid of Georgia. Let's, let's get rid of Georgia. In Orlando. <laughs> what? Guess in Georgia, though, man. Wow, 363. So, all you California people that are paying like $14 a gallon, <laughs> Bucky's. There's a reason wins the national championship for to drive the players in. <laughs> Bucky's. That's all I yeah, got. Yeah, Bucky's. There's, there's a, uh, I noticed I saw a sign. There's a Bucky's. I, I, I've already kind of figured this out. There's a Bucky's 47 miles from where I am right now. So, oh, you're going to. Stop. 
You need to stop. I think I think tomorrow might be. Your... But make sure you're prepared though, because it's it's shocking. Like it's 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 crazy. But get the brisket sandwich and some beaver chips, and you're good to go. <laughs> yeah. There you go, man. You'd be like, wow. How did I not know this place existed when you eat that brisket sandwich? You'd be like, what? This is the greatest. Well, that's for tomorrow. Okay. See, road trip. See? so many clothes and nothing fits. It's alright. You don't need clothes to go to the derby. You'd be like the naked guy that runs onto the track. Uh, that's the infield, my friend. Yeah, same thing. Oh, Preakness. I, I, I can get early. Unless I jump from the floor suite and I wonder if they'll have the uh, the camera you know, like they do. I think they're going a drone. Can the drone for Derby? Huh? Yeah, drones. Uh, anyways, well, listen, been real. Well, uh, thanks for listening, Always. everyone who's listening, who are babbling, and uh, we'll give out winners. Yes, we do. Gu- guaranteed, not picks, winners. It's better. Much better. And then we can disagree. We, we're going to disagree on that day. We, yes, because Larry needs us to disagree. <clears throat> um, Peter May just texted me and he said he's not going to have his derby beginner's uh, guide, I guess. He's been writing it. Uh, the, listen, the guy has been... Putting the time in. Yeah. It's been through a lot these past couple months. <laughs> I know, man. Got married, you know. Got married. He made his last trip to the pump. Right. His headspace. He's not in the right headspace for this. Yeah. He, he, he saw the bees being massacred the other day at the airport. Lord. But, um, yeah, so we won't have that done tomorrow. It doesn't look like. Okay. But we'll have it out. What th- what's day is tomorrow? Tuesday. Wednesday. Tuesday. We'll have it out Wednesday. All right. And then uh, he's putting a lot of work in, and uh, people should check it out, especially if you have friends and family that don't really follow racing much and they ask you a lot of dumb questions. Just just give them Peter's guide. Forward and, and yeah, just say, just read guy. this and leave me alone, you know. The, See you on uh, Saturday. Yeah. Friday. <laughs> yeah. Don't talk to me again till Monday, please. Right. Unless you're cashing tickets. And even if you're cashing tickets, I don't want to hear you brag because you bet the horse's name. Oh, his name was the same as my girlfriend in high school. <laughs> oh, man. That's got to be like the worst. They're showing Jason Kidden. You know, he kind of looks like a. He kind of looks owl? like. A, he looks like an owl, like an. He angry. looks like a. He looks like a Bond villain. Yeah, I like, can see that. 
I could see him like trying to take over the world and having like six nuclear bombs on the plane. I'd rather have him than Derek Fisher do that. So Derek Fisher's <laughs> this man. Guy's got no heart. He's just he's just heartless. He just Yeah, he's he's a menace. How'd you come up with Derek Fisher? <laughs> Can't bring your wives or girlfriends around Derek Fisher. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. He just does not care at all. Well, good for Derek. <laughs> good for Craig because he won the bet again. Yeah. He's he's like this is like the Cal Ripken streak of, of not ending the podcast earlier. <laughs> and you know, uh, Craig, your your partner is is really the best morning line maker. Your partner on the pace cast. Listen, he, he, he really is good at that compared to some he's, other places. He's almost achieved uh, Andy Byer level in my book as far as loving to hear him talk about horses. He should talk. He should actually talk using the Andy Byer voice. Voice, Right. That's see, he gets that down. So and then throw some words, you know, some big words in there, you know, and Harvard words. Byer. It's incredulous that this ran a 74 buyer speed figure last time. She's running against a very slow group of uh, distaffers. <laughs> See, now I could lose all my money between now and Saturday, and I'm happy because I heard you do that. <laughs> Andy Byer hates me now. Oh, oh, well. Hey, listen, Steve Chris to the newsletter, and he reads it. He opens it, at least. He may not read it, but he opens it. <laughs> read receipts. That's right. Thank you, Stephen Christ. I know you're not listening, but if everyone else unsubscribes and it's just me and Stephen Christ, if I just write for Stephen Christ, I'll be happy because for years and years he just wrote for me. That's true. So, all right, we are wrapping it up. Dallas is making a comeback. <laughs> Davis Bertans with the bucket. Guy's still in the league. David Davis Breton sounds like a jump jockey. <laughs> oh, the guy seven feet tall. Now three pounds over. Davis Breton's riding number six. Slipknot. <laughs> <laughs> I like the jump. Okay. I don't care. I don't I like him. I never win on him, but I do. Okay. We're done. We're done. We're done. Hey, guys. I wanted to talk to you quickly about some of the changes coming to the Going in Circles Digest, which is our sort of weekly newsletter that we put out that covers a, a wide variety of topics. Uh, just lately, we've added some guest columnists Sid Fernando wrote a great piece for us a couple weeks back, and Julian Brown has really helped us out with some uh, excellent handicapping 
uh, articles, and we're going to expand on the handicapping, especially uh, you know with Julian's writing, who who used Julian used to write for American Turf Monthly, um, but it's something that uh, we we think people seem to have, be interested in, and certainly any timely topic is is something that's going to be covered, and uh, we're going to do a lot of. Uh, our weekly previews, especially for the big days and, and the Triple Crown races. Uh, we also want to put it out there that anyone that has something to say, you can be a guest writer. Just contact me. There's a, vo- a variety of ways going in circles podcast at gmail.com is probably the easiest. And we'll, uh, we'll put you out there. And we're not exactly... Uh, at the distribution point of the New York Times or anything, but we do get a lot of click-ons. And if you have something to say, well, we'll help you say it. All right, guys, if you have any suggestions, anything you want to hear about, anything you want to uh, read about, hit me up, goingincirclespodcast.gmail.com, and uh, check it out, goingincirclesdigest.com. Substack.com. Free subscription. Thanks, guys.